Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Thoughts by the VLDI, your favorite podcast. Of course, I'm your horse. Horse, I'm a horse. A horse, a horse, of course, of course. I'm your host, Deville DI. Man, let's get right into the business, right? With all the things that's been going on lately, all the suspect uh, shootings and all the overzealous, uh, um, what would you call them? Patriots, or I don't know if they're called patriots, all the old, overzealous community protectors that we have out here nowadays. You would think that professionals would be more alert and consistent with how they handle different situations. So, without further ado, let's get into this story, right? Setting the scene Toledo, Ohio. Man walks into a IRS office with a gun holstered. Okay. Security guard approaches said man and asks, tells him, uh, basically, that he has to leave his gun in the car. Sounds about right up to this point, right? Guy says he can't do it. Security officer immediately ups on him, pulls that blicky on him. For y'all, y'all know what the blicky is. That would be the handgun. Pulls the blicky on him. Now, this is where the thing takes a turn. The man who had entered the post office, the not post office, the IRS office, to check on, uh, get ask some questions about a letter that he received, was a deputy sheriff. Not only was he a deputy sheriff, he was a fully uniformed deputy sheriff so yeah let me make this clear to you a uniformed deputy sheriff walks into the IRS building to ask inquire about a letter that he had received a security guard approaches said deputy sheriff and instructs him the security guard just to be clear instructs the deputy sheriff that you need to leave your gun in the car. The deputy sheriff informs him, I cannot do it. And security guard pulls a gun on him. Not only does he pull a gun to on him, he walks him, follows him to the elevator, blocks the door from closing, stand there with his gun drawn. At one point, he tries to take the deputy sheriff into custody. The security guard attempts to take the deputy sheriff into custody at gunpoint. The security guard calls 911, right? And reports that there is a man in the IRS office with a handgun refusing to leave. Now, he did have the elevator blocked, so the doors won't close, so technically the guy can't leave. Refusing to leave. Right, so of course, police respond. One thing that he forgot to leave out 
well he didn't forget to leave out one thing that he left out was that this man was a deputy sheriff right so the guy uh i can't remember what he was charged with not the sheriff but the security guard was brought up on some charges he uh pled not guilty um this deputy sheriff's on leave uh for you know basically the trauma that he suffered at the hands of this man who pulled his gun on him while he was trying to try to check on something at the IRS building. Uh, guy has filed a civil suit against the security guard and the security company. And he said that the whole time when this guy had his gun on him, he was just bracing himself, bracing himself to get shot. He was assuming that he was about to get shot. Now imagine that feeling because I know the peppermint committees out there is like, hey, He's a sheriff. He should be used to that type of stuff. He signed up. He has a dangerous job. Yeah, get out of here with that. If you've never, and I speak from experience, if you've never had a gun pointed at you, right, you don't understand the emotions that go through you, your mind, your adrenaline, your your body, how your body reacts to it. When you feel like you're about to get shot, and um, so I understand what the, what the guy's saying. Now, the root, what we need to get to, <laughs> what we need to understand is in what world, in what training, in what boardroom, office meeting, that uh, they tell this guy, inform this guy, make this guy believe that it would be the proper protocol to pull your weapon on a fully uniform deputy sheriff and for those who are inquiring who would like to know yes the deputy sheriff was a black man and the security guard was a white man does that have anything to do with it who knows could be couldn't be I'll leave that out to the public opinion to decide how they feel about that for your for y'all that been keeping up with the boy DeVille D.I., y'all have heard my different stories that I narrate to you of growing up DeVille D.I. And Ohio was the first place where I was ever called a racial slur. But I'm not saying it was racist because it could have been a lot of things. We don't know what the security guard was going through. We don't know what was on his mind. We don't know his emotional state. We don't know his level of education. There's just so many factors that we don't know why but I'm just trying myself personally to understand the reasoning that would make a security guard think that it was a good idea to pull this weapon on a uniformed deputy sheriff no matter what nationality this man was what in what world do you think is a good idea to pull your gun on a deputy sheriff a uniformed deputy sheriff now just as much as the deputy sheriff has to be thankful that he was not what's that oh car that he was not gunned down at this uh during this interaction that security guard better be thankful that he was not in turn gunned down during this interaction because let's think let's just speak uh hypothetically let's just make a rabbit hole let's go down a rabbit hole let's just think about how this could play it on there's a call that goes out that says there's a man in the IRS, IRS office with a weapon 
right? So I'm just assuming because I'm not a police officer. I've never been a police officer, but I do have several friends that are police officers and one one that's a deputy sheriff. So I would assume when you get that call of an armed person that's in a public place like that, you already would show up with a heightened sense of, of urgency because this is a situation where the public's in danger, right? So imagine they run in there, they see this guy, this guard with his weapon drawn pointed at the deputy sheriff and they just lay into his ass. That's a heavy possibility that that can happen because imagine when they when they come around the corner and they see one of their own, right? They see one of their own with a gun drawn on him. That would damn near be almost a natural reaction, I would think, that you would automatically turn your attention to the threat to the to the person that has the gun drawn on the officer, sheriff. Mean no disrespect by calling sheriff or officer. I don't know if that's respectful or disrespectful because uh, uh, whatever but that's what I would think could have played out bad for both parties but what would, what, what would make this man think that he should do that was this just a dick measuring contest that he felt disrespected because the officer said no was it just a uh, was he just misinformed as to how to handle the situation and why did he go from why did he go straight to lethal force like that? He went from giving a verbal command straight to lethal force on a person who, yes, is carrying a weapon, but the weapon is holstered the whole time. There's a video out of it. Just Google, throwing your Google search. Uh, security guard pulls, pulls a gun on sheriff. It'll pop up. You can watch the video. The sheriff remains calm the whole time. He keeps his gun holstered the whole time. And, you know... Uh, but why? What? I don't get that. 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 That thought. I'm not the most educated man in the world. I went to community college, but I would assume that it would be a fairly common, common thought process. That okay, this guy's a deputy sheriff walking in the office. I do not approach him as if he's a civilian walking in the in this office with a handgun. Because you don't know why the guy's there. He could be there on business. He could have been there on official law for law enforcement business. You know, he could have been there for serving a warrant. He could have been there for any reason in the world. So why, why would he approach him immediately and automatically and tell him that he, of all people, needs to leave his gun in the car? We gotta do better out here, people. And I'll be right back after this break. I was having we were talking about businesses and small business and stuff because I saw an ad on Facebook that was saying uh, that was steak and shake and it was saying for you could franchise this location for $10,000 so the guy was um, the post was especially saying if 10 of us put in a thousand bucks a piece we can buy this franchise and so on and so forth 
So, of course, it got me and my friend talking about and discussing and doing a little research on how and what locations, like how far spread this opportunity was and, you know, what was the different requirements and stuff like that to see if we might be interested in actually investing in a steak and shake. So, it led to a question that was going around the group, the circle. And the question was basically, why do, you know, they say most majority of small businesses fail relatively fast. So it led to us asking the question to each other, why do we think that small businesses fail at such a high rate? And it led me back to something that someone told me before. Yeah, there you go again, yeah. Somebody told you a lot of stuff. Well, I listen to people when they talk, especially people that are doing better than me in life or people that are in a place that I like to be, have accomplished the things that I like to accomplish. I listen to them. And what he said was that, um, how did he say it? So, I was told that, um, it comes a time where a king can't be a father or a king can't be a husband a king has to be a king it comes a time where the king has to be a king right let's think about the king the king has a whole nation that he has to reside over and in the time of kings there was so much stuff to worry about there was famines worry about you had to worry about getting invaded you had to worry about coups you had to worry about your own family members at times trying to kill you and take your throne you had to worry about simple things like when the seasons change when the winter come if you didn't have enough uh resources to carry on through the winter that would just lead to death you know what i mean a plague breakout wipe out half of your community or whatnot so He broke it down to me, was like, that businesses is, is a lot of the same thing. It's a lot of the same thing when you're a business owner, a personal business owner. This is your thing. You have all the stake in it. It comes a time to where, as sad as it is to say, you have to take time away from being a father. You have to take time away from being a husband. You have to take time away from being a friend. And you have to focus on being business owner and so basically what I took that to mean in the further discussion is that a lot of business owners small business owners first starting out you have that conflict between your life outside of the business and your business to where you're just as worried about or sometimes even more worried about that your, your wife wants a new house or you want a new house you're worried about um, what school you gotta put little Timmy in and you're worried about the next family vacation you're worried about the next uh, uh, family vehicle that you wanna buy you know you run into situations to where you may need more revenue to supply more merch for your shop but at the same time the wife is, wants to go to Punta Canta or something like that and now you're torn between putting the money into your business or investing into that next family vacation. So the basis of what I feel like he was trying to say is that 
it comes it comes to a point, it gets to a point to where you kind of have to choose what time it is. You have to say, hey, the business comes first. So that's going to require missing some soccer games. It's going to require missing some recitals. You're going to miss a couple date nights. You're going to, maybe you can't upgrade the house. You can't give Janet the new deck that she wants. You can't give Janet the new kitchen that she wants, the new bathroom that she wants. At that period of time, you have to focus on the business. And there's nothing wrong for that with that and if you are that's why everybody in the family kind of has to be in on it and buying into the business because it's going to affect everybody and i say that basically to say that when you start anything that you're trying to grow into something like even with this podcast you have to realize that there's going to be times where a podcaster has to be a podcaster if you're doing music, there comes a time where a rapper just has to focus on being a rapper or, or whatever it is. Now, see, uh, it made me think back to once uh, my mom had a clothing store. My mom and my sister, one of her friends opened up a clothing store down in Valdosta, Georgia, VIP Fashion. And I, I had a business inside of the store where I was doing grills, grills, gold teeth to pull out gold teeth actually i just made the molds for the teeth and then i send the mold off to a company who would melt the gold down and make the actual grill then ship that out to me and then i you know i sell it to whoever whoever came to get it and so in doing that now looking back into it it was like there was a time where instead of focusing on that I'd rather be doing something else or I actually would be doing something else. You know, I was lazy about it. I lay around I lay around the house all day. I literally did not want to come to the shop unless somebody was there for me. Now I live like five I live like five minutes away from the shop. So I'd be sitting around the house just cooling. People would come in, start asking questions about how to get the teeth and all that type of stuff and I'd just be I'd be at the house and they have actually have to call me and be like, Hey, you need to come up there, you got a customer, da, 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 da. I wasn't focused on it. It was um it's like nineteen years old, had a fresh car, rims, clothes, music in it. I was out trying to, you know, just live my best life as they say nowadays. I wasn't really worried about it. But now looking back into it, how much I think back to how much money I lost, how much I could have made if I actually had to just have been there as if it was my job if I just got up in the morning went and sat in that shop all day how many people that just walked in to, to inquire about getting the uh, getting the teeth made might have actually got it made because I'm standing there right then right now I got time to shoot off my little sales pitch and so on and so forth but I went into that I was worried about everything else outside and in self of my business and then when i wanted to make money that's when i focus on the business and be like damn why aren't people coming why aren't people showing up i did i had a radio i had an ad running on the radio and everything for a while but i'd never be there comes a time where a king has to focus on being the king and i think that is why a lot i'm not going to say a majority of the small business fail but i'm going to say I think that's why a lot of them fail. 
because you notice when you go to like a lot of these independent uh, small mom and pops stores and restaurants when they're just open up when they're just having that launch that kickoff sign says they're open at 10 o'clock you get there 10 o'clock they're not there 10 30 they're not there 11 12 they're not there they gotta kind of show up when they want to they go on breaks as long as they want to they leave whenever they want to store may be open store may not be open and you just can't run the business that way i remember for example there was a, a snowstorm here and when we get snow it's nothing it's literally just you're more worried about the freeze over overnight than the actual snow because the snow's gonna drop nine times ten it's not gonna snick, stick it's gonna melt then the, the roads will freeze overnight so it was a snowstorm we're probably a day two days out of the we're not a storm and snow in georgia any kind of snow is considered a snowstorm so it snowed probably two days out everybody's moving around everybody's working and i realized i needed a charger for my phone and i realized that there was a little small mom and pop shop that had just opened and i went in to check them out and they had you know uh lightning cables the the iphone chargers basically US, the iphone charger cords they had them there and they were inexpensive so i was like i'm gonna go over here and get one so i walked down there they're closed whole rest of the shopping center is open the chinese food store is open the uh the chinese uh hair salon the hair product store is open hair salon is open the nail shop is open the grocery store is open the barber shop is open the gym is open there's a crystals in the parking lot the crystals is open everything is open except this mom and pop store so then I saw him a couple days later, and I, I was talking to him, and I was like, yeah, they, uh, I came down here the other day to grab one of those charges, but, because I saw that you had them, but y'all was closed. And he was like, yeah, you know, snow, so I wasn't going to risk it, I stayed at the house now. Yes, it's true that they no, no, I'm about to tell a lot. The majority of those stores aren't even uh, franchises. The majority of stores in that plaza are independent stores. Everybody else got up and came to work, opened up their shop on that day. Except you, needless to say, that store is no longer there. But all the rest of them are. This one's up for the day. Sometimes King has to focus on being a king and has to laser in on the objectives that he's trying to meet king or queen i want to be politically correct sometimes you got to put everything else to the side and laser focus in on what you're trying to achieve take this information use it however you will but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today because either way you made a difference get you some good food up in you're gonna need it because you're gonna be out here getting shit done thank y'all for tuning in to the video thoughts about the video the podcast we out peace